What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nafta 30 podcast? This is it, episode 82, Calling Dr. Phil Noir. Guys, it's been a crazy month of April. My baby daughter was born. We recorded this about two and a half weeks ago, uh, right before she was born, and actually the day before she was born, and now I'm holding her in my arms. So life has been a little bit crazy. Uh, you might be able to hear her grunting in the background. You want to say hi? That might be it right now. That might be the youngest podcaster ever. Yeah? Oh, you just already got too much to say. Um, so life here in the studio has been a little bit crazy, um, and that's why we haven't had too much out. But we're going to get this out there. This was a really sensitive topic for me. I had a hard time. Are you okay? You want to say hi? I had a really hard time uh, getting everything organized uh, for this, but thank God for Aaron Chalupa and the Awkward Throw Clear to keep us afloat. Uh, we're going to have some going deep, some new going deep. We're going to get Mike Perconi back on uh, in studio, hopefully in studio, if not live via satellite. Um, but yeah, everything like that's crazy. It's been crazy, but I hope you guys enjoy this. This was a very difficult one for me to release, um, but I hope you guys enjoy it. And it's all about um, being out there, being honest, and uh, and just, just feeling good about what you're doing. So with that being said, for myself and little Stella, thanks for listening. What's up, Nana Nation, and thank you for tuning in. This is a Not After 30 podcast. Guess what? We found him sitting across the table from me. The man, the myth, the legend, the man with a self, self, wow, the soft velvet, I haven't said it in so long, the soft velvety voice, John DeNoir. John, baby, what's up? What's going on? Man, it's been a long time. I don't know what's going to come out first, this episode, or the going deep that we just recorded, but I am so glad that you are in studio. What good, baby? Not much. Same old, same old. Cheers. This is the Not After 30 Podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. I went with the glasses clink. Yeah, I like it more when it's... You know, Brad Myers was on, and he, and he was on episode 7. I don't know if you remember that, but... That's when we used to crack the beer mm-hmm. right before we started, and he's like, he's like, wait, I remembered. I'm like, oh, dude, I like, we don't even do that anymore. He's like, thanks for listening though, I appreciate it. Yeah, oh, going old school, Johnny. That Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, oh hell yeah. That was a proper beer cracking. Sound. Would you ever stone cold a beer? Would you ever like crack two beers, slam them together, and basically give yourself a shower with them? There's a time and a place. There's a time like and church, a place. right? Yeah, like church. Church. <laughs> if you, you finish Holy Communion, you grab two bottles of red wine, crack them, son of a bitch, open. And they... <laughs> if I... There's a time and a place. I don't know when it's going to be, but yeah. it's, it, it's one of the things on my bucket list. Either I have to be out of some sort of beach and like kick someone in the stomach and just stutter <laughs> them, and then have my buddy throw me two beers. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it's something I've always wanted to do, but you know, it sounds so stupid. Um, I'm so weird about the beer going in my eye and then, like stinging my eyes or something. That's going to be some shitty beer for that to happen. I don't know. Okay. So I, I just, when you were saying that, it made me think of something that I did and I can't quite figure out if it was a dick move at the time or if it was pure genius. So let me run down to you. My buddy Kyle used to always have these crazy 
birthday parties where they were nicknamed uh, the Beer Olympics. So what we do is we like, we like pour three beers in a funnel and you'd have to drink it. And what I used to do is when the person dropped down to t- to funnel it, I'd go behind the person who held the funnel up and I'd start pouring tequila into the into the funnel. Uh, now, genius or dick move, what do you say? Um, damn. Maybe a bit of both? A little bit of both. Maybe, I think so. Maybe a little bit of a genius, a little bit of a... Probably dick. Yeah, like it's like it's a kind of borderline, right? Depends on how much. Like if you pour like half a two six and kept no, drinking, no, 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 no. Like, that's a t- complete dick move. But if it was like two shots, it's like okay, whatever. Yeah, it, it, I'd say it was like a gog gog, like okay, maybe an ounce and a half. Let's say like let's say an ounce and a half, so like a shot and a half, and then I, I only got caught once that I know of, mm-hmm. and it was it was um, his girlfriend at the time. I think she was his girlfriend at the time. If she wasn't, she hung around way too long. But she goes, did you pour a shot of tequila in the funnel? I'm like, no, I didn't, as I'm holding the bottle of tequila yeah. in my hand. And I think Kyle might have mentioned it once before that. I, he's like, that's just like tequila. Hmm, maybe there is some tequila in the funnel. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that's a probably like a really good way to reach the goal, which is getting drunk. You're not funneling. For- well, you already had three beers in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're three beers and one or two shots in that's I mean that's half your night right there. Yeah, I don't. I at the time I thought it was a good idea. Maybe not. I don't know. But maybe that's what we need to do to kind of spice things up. You do a funnel and then you put one mystery alcohol in there. Could work. <laughs> as long as it's not like vermouth or like banana liqueur. Banana liqueur wouldn't be that bad. Vermouth would be horrible. Anything more than a drop of vermouth will ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I see the bottles of vermouth, I feel like they should only be the size of, like, airplane liquor. Oh, like two like, shots? Yeah. Like, you don't, you're never going to use more than that. True, but, like, vermouth is more of a wine, so it should be chilled. It shouldn't be out of room temperature when it's after it's open. But, and you're only adding vermouth to add some extra dryness to a drink, right? Like a martini, mostly. Martini, Negronis. Right, but but you're only adding like. But like sweet vermouth is also in like in like Manhattan's. Oh, I didn't even think of sweet vermouth. But, anyways, it's like it's not like um, it's not common. It's it's. It's probably more common than we know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably more common in, co- in cocktail theory. Right. Than it is in common folk, I guess. It's it's probably like common you, in iconic drinks, but yeah. not common drinks. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I'm with you. I follow. Yeah, <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Common, iconic, but not in. But yeah, not in. that's actually a tongue twister. We yeah. shouldn't say after a couple beers. Mm. All right, so Johnny, we're looking at the month of April. It's looking good, but like, is does the month of April mean anything to you? No, um, month of April is that time where where the panic goes on for everybody. <laughs> okay. I think every dude is like, oh man. I got to get my semi-abs to show my chest to be just a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. Guns out, fun's out. Exactly. Sun's out, sun's out, guns out. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Don't put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> sun's out, guns. guns out. Oh. Fun's Gun. out, sun's... Oh, yeah. fuck. Fun's out, guns out. I swear. We've only had a beer. But yeah, like... It's usually time where I'm like, okay, what's going on this summer? Like, well, I started texting... Uh, Start texting, Jesse's, start texting Jesse's girlfriend. Yeah. Not, not dick pics. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tons of dick pics to make it. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> 2017, the year of the shit pick, I'm calling it. I, uh, 
like what's going on like what's the plans i start messaging people to see what's going on start making plans for like the long weekends and whatnot yeah yeah because winter winter season's all family time mm-hmm. summertime is definitely where that uh hibernation the beer comes out and yeah patios that is exactly yeah that first patio sit down with the boys is always a good time talk a little shit you know get get the get the get the the juices flowing the ideas for the summer so you and your boys like camping's a big thing for you guys well yeah it was was it's kind of changed now because like everyone's older now right and like i said i can't be fucked to go camping i'd rather rather sleep on a bed yeah fuck camping um you know i realized recently i went on a date not too long ago like and well met up it was actually a weird date i was like okay i'm pretty good at random people Uh but i feel with dates there's a lot of pressure on too Okay. So I become more introverted. Okay. It's kind of weird, but I like going on days in the summer. You usually go like you go to a patio, put your gla- put your sunglasses on. You really gotta you can look away <laughs> the person. You don't have to stare them in the eye because you have right. the glasses on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pretend you're asleep, or, or, or actually be asleep. Sleep. Just let them talk. <laughs> so tell me about your life. Wake up right, right when the bill shows up. Wait, oh. This date only cost me twenty seven bucks. bucks. Sweet. Sweet. You been, where'd she go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She the half hour ago, Sarah. You, <laughs> yeah. just, you just look so calm. You By the way, sleep. she got some takeout on your tab. Uh, she got 18 lobsters. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was yeah, it was strange. I don't, I don't mean to switch topics real quick. Nah, it's all good. But it was it was, it was strange. I was quite introverted. Possibly because I, I didn't eat breakfast, and I, I cranked three beers back real quick, then smoked a joint. So I got really introverted real quick mm-hmm. and had like nothing to say. Is that what you should like when you're high though? Or, like do you get like do you get really quiet and reserved? Depends on who I'm with. Yeah. But like on a date. But on a date it's like, man, I don't know what to say. And like, I put the best John forward. Best John forward. Okay. So, so tell me about your boobs. I mean what? I mean no, don't tell me about your boobs. Depends. Depends <laughs> on how the who the person is right, on the date, yeah, right? The like, conversation, then, yeah, yeah. And then you can like I'll throw those slide jokes in, but it wasn't that actually wasn't that bad of a date. Like oh, that's good. I went like, out like good potential? Good potential. That's good to hear. You know, like open. Mm-hmm. Right? So I gotta I gotta like put a little like same like the vulgar things I would say. Yeah. She laughed. I was like, You gotta oh. test the waters with those? I was like, sweet, okay, yeah, okay. Did she say, Do you think you're funny? No. Okay, good. She didn't say you think you're funny. <laughs> She said, oh, you're pretty funny. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice change, yeah. <laughs> Go back to Going Deep episode 15. Wanted to know our or alive. But, uh, I fucking hate that saying. Yeah, I, yeah. Really, I really do. Yeah, go back to episode 15, Going Deep, you'll hear it. <laughs> it's just, it's asinine. Yeah, it's talking down to you. You think you're funny, yeah. God damn it, I am funny. Some people think I'm hilarious. Right? How do you feel about people recycling jokes? Why not? Why not? Like, like why not? Why not recycle them? If it's a good joke, it's a good joke. It's funny. Yeah, but then like, is it recycled the same jokes? What do you mean by recycled? Like, for example, like uh, one of Russell Peters' most iconic jokes is the joke he tells about his dad. And uh, you you probably heard it. Yeah. So so, um, for those who don't know, it's like. Um, whenever someone was mad, or whenever someone pissed oh. off Russell Peters' dad, he's like, someone's, he says in a heavy Indian accent, goes, someone's Some gonna, get hurt real, real bad. bad, right? Yeah, so I, like, that's a punchline, right? Mm-hmm. So like when, when someone, I don't mind it if someone says, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whoop his ass when I see you, and then someone jumps and is like, someone's going to get hurt real bad, like, I'm okay with that, but like, you can't then claim that joke as your own. 
Okay, yeah. Like you can't, you can't like, um, you can't be like, oh, I grew up in this household, and if I said something bad, my my grandma, my nona would come in with a wooden spoon, and be like, someone gonna get hurt real bad, and like that's the same joke. Just you just change Indian dad to Italian grandmother, and it's the same. It's the same joke, yeah. right? And I get it. There's gonna be like parallels and and the same recurring themes. I get that, but if it's a well-known joke like that, it's a well-known joke. Like it's not. It's not like a, it's, it's, it's not like a, you know, like a little independent comedy store with like, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Blow on the mic and he tells a joke and then you recite it. No one's going to hear that guy's joke. But Russell Pierce is the largest comic in the world, biggest book comic in the world. Everyone knows all his jokes, you know? So, so I don't think recycling jokes in that sense is fine. Like you can't claim Russell Pierce's joke as yours, but you can reference it because everyone will know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. But if, if you're just talking about your own jokes being repeated, recycled, I don't see anything wrong with it. Oh, no, that's fine. Like, like you're with your boys and you say something stupid and then they, 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 they own you for that. For yeah. The, yeah, that's fine. Like, what, one time we went on a road trip and my buddy was like, my buddy was like I don't know, this might have been a, you had to be there to, to witness it or to make think it's funny. But he was driving and he had a cooler and I was like, well, you got, you got some beers in there? He's like, no, I got juice. I'm like, juice? I said, I said, I said it like that, yeah. and the whole weekend, everyone was like, "Juice!" Like, like it was, it was so random. But I'm okay with that. Like those kind of jokes where, where it becomes like folklore among you and your buddies. Yeah. And it's like, I, I guarantee you, any of my buddies listening to that right now just laughed. <laughs> I guarantee it because it was one of those moments where it was like a, a hilarious little bubble in, in that weekend. Yeah, and I that probably have. I think that's like. 2014 maybe so that no it was maybe later than that 20 maybe 2012 maybe anyways but a joke a couple years old it's still funny well uh, Ash and Jesse and I went to the auto show this year the Toronto Smash auto show yeah and the big thing at the auto show this year was the virtual reality okay okay so I was looking for my friend at um at the Mercedes Mercedes venue couldn't find her but they were giving out a virtual reality like box, like, oh yeah, yeah, like the for little free cheap box yeah, yeah, one, yeah. right? And he's like, my buddy's like, oh Jesse's like, really we waited here around Mercedes to get these fucking virtual reality boxes? And we went over to Audi. They had this little virtual reality set where you put the virtual helmet on and you're sitting in the Audi. And they had another virtual reality for four. They had all these virtual reality things all over, almost at every little booth. We walked into the men's room. I had the virtuality box. Like, oh look, the virtual reality. It's like we're in a bathroom. Oh, virtuality. It's like I can see your dick. It's so real. And we we just died a laughter at that because I guess it's just between us. Yeah, yeah. So and plus, wouldn't it be kind of funny to look over and see a virtual reality really dick? dick. Yeah. It would be pretty funny. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what are they doing at Mercedes Benz? <laughs> What's going on there? I get it. I see that funny. Yeah. funny. I don't know. I just have a hard time. Like, I'm beefing with my brother right now over, like, the stupidest thing. Like, and you know what? Like, I, I almost I almost feel embarrassed about saying that we're, we're like, beefing about it. But, like, my brother, um, I don't know. He's, like, I know, I think he's funny. But sometimes he just, I find he misses the mark and it kills me. Not in a good way. Like, I'm almost embarrassed by it. And I don't want to air our dirty laundry on, but in a nutshell, this is how it kind of went down. Do you remember, do you like Aziz Ansari? Love Aziz Ansari. Okay. So, uh, Possibly his, because I relate 
a lot because I'm in that demographic. Okay, so do you remember his joke about autocorrect on where text messaging, where yeah. text messaging his best friend, and it's like, you know, it's, he like he meant to write whatever like okay see, I'll see you later yeah and, and then, it's like okay I'll see you later you fucking yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah. okay so so that joke okay so so I posted this thing on Facebook where I said to I it was the first it I had posted it eight years ago the first night I met Brittany and with the captions from the killer's song uh, and it's it's all said was it started off with a kiss and it, w- it and it became a, a milestone in the relationship that that is now my wife and I. Yeah. So, I reposted it on the eight year anniversary on mm-hmm. the on this day function, and Dave wrote, "Oh, that's so Steve Foster." Now my buddy Steve Foster, episode forty four, Steve Foster, good friend of mine, is openly gay, mm-hmm. and and Steve wrote like, "What the fuck?" And Dave's like, "Oh, I meant to write black, but instead of writing black, it came out Steve Foster." Yeah. Right? Which is like that that's not that you don't save yourself on that on that bad like lame joke. It's not funny, you know? Yeah. And and he wrote and then I I, I put like the emoji the, the rolling eye emoji con. Yeah. And then then Steve wrote back uh something like Dave, I'm I can't remember exactly how it was, but it's like something like I'm constantly reminded how you're a horrible person. Like something like something like that. Yeah. Which is like, you know, and then Dave's like, oh, stop being such a sensitive bitch or something like that. Like, he wrote something like, and it, like, I got really bothered by it, but I like Steve, Steve's comment, and I didn't like Dave's comment. Mm-hmm. And Dave got really offended by that. And I could see why, in the sense of, that's my brother, that's family. But Steve's also a very good friend of mine. You know, like, through a lot, like, we had, a, like, a lot of growing pains between the two of us, Steve and I. Um, and, and, like, you know, for me, I, I take a lot of pride in who he is today because I was the first person he came out to. And that meant a lot for me. That like that has a lot of currency with me because he trusts me enough to tell me his biggest secret, um, and and so I cherish his friendship a lot because I find like I feel like we we've been there for each other. You know, I've told him things about me that I, that I've only maybe only told one other person. Mm-hmm. You know, things that um, for me really made me uh, shaped who I who I later became. So when Dave attacks Steve, I feel offended. And bothered by it. When Steve uh, fight, fights back, I know that my brother my brother was in the wrong on the comment. Even though he's trying to be funny by it. And, you know, I brought this point up with him. I'm like, Dave, it's not funny. And, he's, and I'm like, you didn't see anybody like your comment. Because it's not funny. He's like, well, how do you know people didn't think it was funny? Because nobody liked your comment. That's how I know, you know. And I can see where the humor could have been. Yeah. But it was like, for me, it wasn't there. And maybe because I am close friends with Steve. But I was offended by it on Steve's behalf, even though it was my own brother, my own blood, you know? But I, at the same point, like, I just, I couldn't, it really, it really bothered me because it was so off-color, I think. That's what bothered me the most. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Dave could have just been like, you know, uh, what, what, you know, he could have just dismissed it and it would have been fine, but he had to fight to get the point across. And it, it pained me because the sense of humor, the, the, the humor of it all was, had dissipated. There was, there was no track of it left. It was just like, it was just then fighting words. It fucking really bothered me, man. So Dave thinks he's funny. So, so, so Dave, you think you're, you're funny? funny. And, 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 you know, I'm joking. I'm and, joking, Dave. You're and, pretty and funny. You know, it it, it, it kills me because, A, my brother is one of my best friends. You know, like, we we talk maybe once a day all the time. Now, now and be, I mean, we lived up to a couple months ago, we lived just a couple houses away from each other. 
Um, and that was really special to me. And I, and, I, and I told him this too. Like I was really hurt when he moved because I thought, I thought you know what, we're having this kid. Um, our kids can grow up like siblings. You know, they can grow up next mm-hmm. to each other, at least close to each other. And, you know, I, I get that him and his wife have plans, and, and I'm not holding that against him. But for me, it was really, it really hurt because we were so close. And I, and I, and I get like that with anybody that I, I like or love, anybody that I love around me moves away because it's like I understand what you're doing, but then it takes away from our friendship. And maybe that's a little selfish of me, and, and I, I can admit that, but maybe also it's something special. Like maybe I cherish our friendship so much that you move in a way really hurts me. So take that aside. Like I'm now my brother and I are beefing about this nonsense uh, and something really stupid about a comment that no one gives a shit about. His argument is I've always held friends closer than family. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe, uh, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. It's, it's not, it's not really for me to say because, you know, I love my family. I love my friends. My friends have, I mean, are more relatable because you, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Yeah. So if you can handpick people you want to hang out with, wouldn't you put those people like high on your priority list? Yeah, um, I get that flack a lot from my own personal family yeah. that I put my friends before I put my family. Yeah, which isn't true. Isn't really to be honest, it isn't true that you it, put your friends before, before family. my family. Yeah, okay. And it, you know, a lot of times it seems like that. Now, I'm not putting my family on blast, but I'm the last one to find out anything in my family. That's because it's impossible to get hold of you. It's just not impossible. (laughs) During the daytime, a lot of times, yeah, but you know what? I do, I will come around and I will be like, hey, what's going on or whatever, you know? I will call you. If someone calls me and I see who who called me, I will call you back, like, within within an hour or 45 minutes, if I know the number. Yeah, yeah. Um... That being said, like, nice. David, I'm always the last one to find out. Right. I find out things that happened. But do you, but six do you, years ago, and I just found <laughs> out. Now I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and like, well, what, no one told you. I'm like, no, no one told me. So. <laughs> but but do you think you put family uh, friends before family? I think it's situational, but situa- situationally, yeah, I, I do. I don't mean to, but because the minute something family oriented comes around. I want to be there, and yeah. I want to be there now, right? I, I get. Like, I feel like I'm the same way. I feel like day to day, yeah, I probably put friends before family. Day to day, holidays or traditions, family always comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and and maybe that's not right in 100 percent of the situations, but in my mind, it's right more than it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it pains me. Like I'm sure it pains you when family call, calls when family calls us out on that. Because you, you never want to be that guy. But at the same time, it's like, well, look, look at my friends. Like, my friends are awesome because they're my friends. They're mine. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I've built relations with them specifically about around things. Of course, you know, we're going to have a, a different relationship. My brother and I have a relationship because we're somewhat close in age. You know, we've, we've obviously lived our whole lives knowing each other. We've ha- we have a lot of history. We have a lot of similarities. We have share the a- same family. We share the same DNA. You know, like there's so many similarities. I get that, but your friends are also people that you choose to spend your time with. We're family. You know, come Christmas time, and like, you guys can't look at each other. You guys are still sitting at the same table. Yeah. You know, and through thick and thin, that's where family's going to be. 
don't know. I, I think there's um, I guess it's it's a hard, it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy thing, because. John, be my therapist. What am I doing wrong here? Am I wrong in this conversation? No and yes. Okay. Right. I, I can definitely... Your brother wanted you to support him in this one. Right. Which is fair. But at the same time, your brother's being... I, sorry, Dave. You're being kind of naive. You're not seeing the full picture. You're, well, you're, you're seeing... Dave is seeing everything, I, I believe, from way how, how I interpret interpreting this. This is my own yeah. opinion and interpretation. That's what I'm asking for. Yeah. Is... Dave is seeing this from a, uh, a much either deeper-seated root right. of you putting your friends first right. rather than a comment that was that, that might have been a tad bit inappropriate. While you're looking at, it, at the situation as the comment you made was inappropriate, you try to cover it up, and now you're getting mad at me because you think I put my friends first when your comment itself wasn't appropriate. But I like the way that said person handled the situation. So so it's where he's coming from is a deeper rooted issue where where I'm coming from is more it's more topical, more surface. Yeah. Right. And 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 I think I think you nailed it. I think that's I think that's right. And it's tough because it's like, well, how do you have that conversation? You gotta call it out. You know you gotta call a spade a spade. John, I had this idea. I had this idea. Now I'm not playing Dr. Phil on the podcast. With the two of you. And you know what? I'm not asking you to, but if you want to be here, you're more than welcome. I had this idea. I was going to call Dave up because Dave is like 90% of the Canadians out there. He likes to partake in casual marijuana use. Now, myself, you know, I am, I am not for nor have I ever partaked. I've, many have tried, many have failed to get me to do it. But I would be willing to pass a peace pipe if you'd be willing to talk to me about it. And I would break my moral code about not wanting to do that to get the relationship with my brother back on track because that's how much my relationship with my brother means. But I can't do that if the lines of communication won't be reciprocated. Why, why are you guys not talking? Are you guys not... It's like, it's like one word answers. You know what it's like. You know when when an angry angry someone's angry on the other line, and like you're like, hey, you want to come over? No. Hey, you want to do this? Nah, I'm good. You want to do this? No. You got time for this? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Like, listen, like I not that I a, I don't feel like I'm in the wrong. B, I never want to be in a state, especially with my brother, to want to fight about fight. Like, you know, yeah. I don't I don't care if it's like something stupid like. Uh, Too old for this bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah, like all I want is like I want to be able to hang out with my family, have laughs, not have stupid family family drama. You know, like just to have a good time. I want to see my nephews. I want my my daughter, who's going to be born any day now, to know her cousins. I don't want to be any restrictions on her extended family. I don't want any of that stuff. I want to I want to have the greatest family relationship possible. Now that being said. There's a lot of things being in the way of that for everybody. I know it's just not me. I just know. I know it's not. But if I had my way, yeah, let's go. I am, Dave, I'm more than willing to sit down with you. I don't want to smoke a joint. I want, I'd rather vape. But I, I don't, I would rather do that and sit with you and talk to you. I even do it on the podcast. I'd rather do that and hash out the problems than have this bullshit going on. Because the bottom line for me is... I much rather my brother, my friend, 
and said, my brother, the guy I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think all families are like that. And I'm willing to talk about it. And you know what? And you might, John, you might know me long enough now to like, if I'm wrong on something, I will admit that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'll move past it rather quickly because sometimes when you're wrong, you just got to own it. But you, the, the, both parties have to be willing to be like, okay, cool. You're wrong. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm wrong. Let's move on. Done. I'm willing to, f- to forgive and forget and get on with it. But I also don't want to be, you know, I also don't want to be a pushover. I want to be like, listen, I can't take all accountability for the situation because I feel like the accountability isn't on me. I'm not the one that made the comment. Fine, I'm, uh, I agree with my friend Steve who was attacked in this conversation. But I, I don't feel like I need to issue an apology. Should I issue an apology? Issue an apology. It can't be about the said topic. Right. Yeah. Perfect. That's that's the answer. That's perfect. That's exactly correct. If Dave said to me, you know, whatever X amount of time when I was this age, and uh, we had tickets to go to the whatever, and you turned it down to go hang out with your friends, I understand. That's that situation never happened. But if but in this situation, I, I you know I don't necessarily need an apology in that situation. I believe Steve Foster needs an apology for that situation. Mm-hmm. But, and if he wants to have a conversation with me about something that, that's more deep-rooted, I'm on board for that, too. Because I want, excuse me, like I said, like I grew up, and I don't know if, if your family's like this, but I, I have a family like fucking stubborn people, like a fucking stubborn Italian people. And my mother and her sister are fucking off and on siblings all the time. Sometimes they're off, sometimes they're on. I don't want that relationship with my brother. I don't want that relationship with anybody. So I would like to avoid that situation at any means, at any cost necessary. Mm-hmm. Including breaking my no smoking pot. Pol- not in policy, but I choose not to smoke pot. But I would pass a peace pipe with my brother if it resolved this ridiculous issue. Yeah. But you see, your brother doesn't see this ridiculous. What's that? Brother doesn't see that as a ridiculous. Well, he's one that's still. I'm not upset about it. There is a conflict that hasn't been resolved. Yeah. But I'm not upset about it. He's still upset about it, because you know he feels like I didn't. I didn't have his back. I get it. Nobody wants that feeling. But at the same time, Dave, you fucked up. Own it. Get by. Get over it. And then get. But I'm worried that he might be too proud. You're pretty open to put this on. Put this on podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I thought about it a little bit, and. I, I didn't know if I wanted to or not, but I feel like if I put it out there, it's very real. It's raw. Yeah. And I think that's what podcasting's all about. And I think, you know, that's what... I always look to you, Greta, Jesse, Dave, um, Aaron. Like I, look at all, I look to all these people in the podcast, in, in the NA30 family, to open up. Mm-hmm. But well, how can I ask you guys to do that and not do it myself? Mm-hmm. It's not fair, and you know, you you and I know that I have restrictions on what I can say here. Um, but I also feel like you know this is something that's I'm obviously passionate about. Obviously, I feel for, obviously relatable, and I feel like you know by putting it out there, it may or may not get resolved, or it may get resolved. And if there's uh, a chance that I can right a wrong in my past. Does that make me a bad person? No, that makes me a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I can make the relationship between my brother and I better or stronger, 
Why not take that? It makes more sense for me to take it than not take it. I'd rather take the shot than not take the shot. You, you want to know Wayne Gretzky's most famous quote? Sure. You probably already know it. You miss 100%. The shots you don't take. That's Michael Jordan, not Wayne Gretzky. Oh. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Do you want to hear Michael Jordan's most famous quote? <laughs> Damn. Got heavy, man. We should flip these. We should, this should be going deep. Yeah. Not a fucking any 30. I don't know, brother. Anthony goes deep, family ties. Yeah, that's a good title. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's um, family issues are always any sort of issues between close close people are, is always um, is always weird because the parties said parties always see them at different different angles, different sides. You know, like um, the way we perceive things as individuals is is always different. You know. Uh, and there's this one young girl I work with, and certain shades of blue are purple to her. And I told her, I'm like, you're colorblind. And she flipped out, and she's like, I'm not fucking colorblind. I'm like, no, listen, you can't see certain shades of blue, and they're purple, they're colorblind. But you have to understand that what if, like, hypothetically... What if the rest of us are colorblind and you actually can see the proper color? Whoa. And she looked at me and she's like, I'm not colorblind. I was like, no, 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 calm down. I can never see through your eyes, so I cannot relate. And I can laugh at you and laugh at everything about this because I find it wacky and strange, but it's just something new that I don't relate with. I'm like, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think anything is. But So even with something that simple. Yeah. The issue in hand you can't see until you talk about it or hash it out, and it's hard to get the other person to open up because you might not perceive it the same way as they as they are. Mm-hmm. So, until that person's really, really willing to come around and speak, it's kind of tough. So I hope everything hashes out. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he usually listens, but if he doesn't, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It's out there, and maybe... Dave is stubborn. He still thinks my ass is your ass. Isn't that so weird? I still can't get over that. John, I got like 60 pounds on you. How do people think that your ass is my ass, and my ass is yours? I even think the hair texture is completely different. Your ass (laughs) is my (laughs) ass, and my ass is your ass. No homo. No Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Um, Yeah, isn't that so weird? Yeah. The hair is a giveaway. I don't have any tattoos. You have tattoos. You are, like, a darker complexion. I mean, it's close complexion. We're close. Mm. I mean, enough. (laughs) Close enough. Like, if you at the dead in winter and me at the end of the summer are fairly close complexion. (laughs) I know. It's a weird thing. But, um, you know, I sometimes I always think it's like, um, it's like a little brother thing, you know. And I don't. I don't understand it completely because I've 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 always been the oldest. I've been almost the oldest in my extended family. Like I'm the second oldest on one side, the oldest on the other. I've always been the older sibling. Mm-hmm. I don't quite get it what it's what it's like to have an older sibling always being a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, a little bit more handsome. I don't understand. I don't know what exactly it's all about. So I, I get why there's an insecurity there. But I also have a hard time. 
So I, so I have a hard time understanding that. But I also feel like I'm relatable seeing enough younger siblings, family members, and, 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 and cousins and whatnot. And even maybe coworkers too, maybe. And even my friends. Like most of my friends are a year younger than me. But I feel like I should have enough relatability to see, see between the lines. Can't, you can't always see. You can't. Like I, I, to, I told you, man. The way you, lines. the way you, way you perceive things is different from everybody else, right? right? Perception is reality. Right. I get it. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. I can tell you this. Like, you can tell me the sky is red all you want, but I've always been told it's blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I mean, so you 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 trying to you you trying to if you're trying to relate. Might be trying too hard to relate because everyone's like, "Oh, you got to try to do this." Like, you got to try to do that. Sometimes you just got to sit back and do nothing. More, more than you yeah. know. To like time heals all wounds, kind of thing. Yeah, but you got to sit there and listen instead of relating. You got to almost empathize. Yeah. Rather than forcing yourself to do something, because then it seems like you're not trying at all to understand. You're not listening to me. You're just trying to fix something, right? And I'm trying to open up. Well, don't I also believe? But I think naturally, guys just want to fix things, though. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah. See, I'm I might be too much like this because I've had a strong, a very strong female influence. Right, right. In my family. So you you understand you understand a different perspective much better than most. Uh, here and there. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I'm very well, I'm very stubborn as it is. I'm like I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Dave, if you Dave, if you want to do it, I'm up. I'll break my 34 year band on wacky tobacco if it means that you and I sit down and hash out this problem. I don't care. Like Dave, you know, it's not. It's not like a. It ain't nothing but a chicken wing for me. Like I want to resolve it, and I can only be as willing as as my dance partner. If you don't want to dance, it ain't gonna be a thing. I'll put it out there, live on the podcast. It just got to be what it's got to be, and if 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 it's a no go, it's a no go. That's fine, but it's not from lack of trying on my end. Well, there, there you go. You got damn, it. damn, damn, damn. Okay, let's tie this off. I guess. That being said, do you think we should we make those T-shirts? The that being said shirt. That being said, yeah, uh, I got Nathan, Jaleesa, Emily. Danielle, a lot of people are still waiting for t- waiting for swag. We, you know what? We ha- okay. Somewhere in these boxes in the studio, are some swag. Is some swag. So, depending what what they need and what sizes they are, I might have I might have some stuff left. I've got some snapbacks left. I got a couple beanies left. Maybe some some um, decal stickers. I might have some stuff. You get some sizes. We'll see what we got left. Because I want to do like a round two of, of stuff. Uh, I want to do some tanks this summer. And I want to do some like, I want to do a going deep, awkward throw clear, maybe even a ball walker. If, if we ever get another ball walker podcast, uh, I'd like to do one of those. Maybe even another beercation shirt. Uh, maybe, a, maybe, maybe our best one, a, a drunk companion shirt. Yeah, man, we got we to gotta get on those. Yeah. I but, think... That those alone brought in a lot of people, listeners. Yeah, well, hey, they're and, fine. You know, they're fun things. It's 
easy listening, and it's actually even for YouTube, they're great things to watch. Yeah, let's watch these people drinking and inebriated. Oh, you know what? You know what's hilarious? We just did one like a time lapse of someone, and you see like their eyes start to like drift apart from their focus. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, all right. Let's tie this sucker off. All right, guys. Cairo. That being said, the things you do, you do. The things you don't do, things you can't do. It leaves legends. Thank you so much for all your love and support, Nana Nation. We're there for you. Judge Noir, so good to have you back. Hold on. Yes, sir. You bubble wrap chalk? No, I came like that. Oh. Um, good to have you back in the studio, brother. Hopefully, well, hopefully we'll have you one more time in here. And then, then on to the new studio. The new Billy Shears Podcast Studio. 2.0. 2.0. Good night.